670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. If it had only been that short. Okay, do we have to call it Magaga now? Make America great and glorious again? I think so. So I mean, that's how you, you you're if you're a good marketer, that's what you well, do you can, so that you can make sell, more uh, hats and yeah, you know and because everybody already has their mega hats so you make want them Magaka. make them slightly larger, I guess. Unfortunately, there's an hour of my life I'm never going to get back. I kept going. Okay, you, you didn't enjoy it, I, eh? No, I was fine. I just after the first, you know, 10, 15 minutes when he started repeating himself over and over, uh, I got the same feeling that I get when we get phone callers who like to make their point over and over again here on our radio show. It's like, you've already made the report, quit re- or your, your point, quit making your point mm. over and over and over again by saying the same exact thing for over an hour. On, uh, I finally gave up. Fox News, they're interviewing uh, Pence right now and, and uh, he asking him what he thinks about the announcement. I. I can't hear it, obviously, but uh, that would be kind of interesting to find out what he thinks. <laughs> um, it, it's also interesting. I mean, this was the worst kept secret. I mean, wow. he basically announced that he was very, 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 very he, likely going way. to make an announcement. Let's put it this way. Uh, since since the election in 2020, he has never once indicated that he wasn't going to run again. No. He's never even hinted that he wasn't going to run, that he'd retire or whatever. Never. Just right off into the sunset. But mm-hmm. it uh, it did officially happen as of yesterday. Um, apparently, the uh, Biden administration and White House knew because immediately after made his announcement, uh, they released a uh, video slamming Trump. So, you know, thank goodness we are officially off and running because there is only 740 more days to the next election. Thank, I mean, because... It, uh, I mean, 740 days is yeah. hardly enough time for for well, when he candidates won, to run. You know, when he when he won in 2016, he had first announced he was running in 2014. So he's probably uh, you know right on schedule. Yeah. Um, so if you had hoped to not have at least have a limited amount of time where we weren't going to be talking about the uh, election, yeah. um, not nope. going to get that because we and of course we have the runoff uh, with the. Georgia runoff coming up for the uh, Senate, Warnock and uh, Herschel Walker. That's mm-hmm. going to be happening on uh, December 6th. I wonder what they're going to do. On what? In in Georgia. I mean, I wonder who they're going to end up voting for, because my guess is the turnout will be huge, because they've told everybody, you know, believe it or not, your vote will count. I'm, I, I wonder if it will be as big. It, had Republicans won either Nevada or Arizona, uh, I think... I would have agreed with you that it would have oh, been Oh, that's huge. a good point. But where... That's a good point, because they won't be fighting for control of the Senate right, now. Right, Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't want to say that this doesn't mean anything, because it does. It's yeah. very important. If uh, Herschel Walker was to win, then you have 50-50 yeah. Senate again. Which, again, makes like people like, say, Cinema and uh, Manchin important. Yeah. And, and not only that, but it's also important for Republicans, because then you get an equal amount of uh, committee members on all the committees. Mm-hmm. If, if um, you know Herschel Walker doesn't win, then Democrats will control all the committees. Also, 
So okay, so I mean, there's something it, it, in it I mean, for everybody. A re- yeah, there's a reason you know to vote. It's not it's not just a useless vote just because Democrats control the Senate. I mean, there are still things, but if this vote really did count, um, America would be paying a lot closer attention than they probably will. I mean, there's still as a, as we get closer, you're still gonna yeah. you're still gonna hear it, but where it's not quite as important as it would be, um, you're 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 not gonna see as much now. There were a lot of people within the Trump campaign and within the GOP who wanted Trump to hold off until after December 6th to make his announcement um, because, quite frankly, him weighing in could also uh, affect, you know, people who might not like Trump as much go, you know what, I was going to vote for Herschel Walker, but, you know, I I don't want to be in, you know, so it, it, it's going to be interesting to watch. Just, just, you know, just adds one more factor to what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, unfortunately, or fortunately for those of you who uh, like politics, um, 470 days and counting. Um, like I said, I don't know how soon. My guess is it's going to be six months at least before anybody announces that they, anybody of them. Anybody else, you mean? Uh, announces, um, you know, that they're going to be running anybody uh, else against of Trump. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There may be some, you know wild cards out there that say, you know what, I'm going to run too. I don't have a chance in hell of well, winning, but I'm going to announce. We, we don't hear about 90% of the people who announce they're running for president because nobody takes them seriously. Exactly. You know, like it's porn stars and, uh, you know, guys who dropped out of high school, stuff like that. I mean, there are people all over the place that, that announce that they're running for president and then you never hear from them again. Yeah. Um, but, but there are websites that keep track of that stuff. There's, um, there's one called Politics One that uh, will give you a list of everybody from every party who might run. I, For instance, like Mike Pence, or he's on Fox yeah. Business News this morning. I think it's going to be at least a year if he's going to run that he'll announce. I, we, we talked about this yesterday. I think if DeSantis is going to run, it's going to be a year, maybe even more, um, before he announces because he just got elected as governor, so he owes it to his constituents to be governor for a DeSantis, while yeah, at DeSantis, least. DeSantis, I agree with that. I Pence, my guess is it'll probably be January or February because it just has to be the year before the election. You think? I, I think. Yeah. You, th- you think he'll announce this coming January? You mean? Yeah, sometime in twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, I think sometime in twenty twenty three. I don't think he's. Uh, you don't think it'll be early in the year? I don't think it's going to okay. be early well, maybe in not. the year. I real. I mean, who knows? If you want to raise money, I guess that's a way to raise money um, and yeah, get your supporters you, in line. It gets you extra time. Exactly. It does give you. A, longer uh, amount of time to raise uh, the same amount of money trump has uh, so much money in his war chest because he raised uh, has raised so much money um and, and that's some of the complaints that the gop has that he kept that money knowing that he was going to be running for president instead of dividing that money up and sending it to um candidates that he supported and that the gop supported and is then any, raised any, more money is afterwards. any of that is any of that illegal no no, no it, there not, you go. not a bit illegal um you know it's just that your own party doesn't like it, but and and it possibly could have cost. And there, there's where some of the blame comes in. It's like people are blaming Trump for not doing as well in the midterms as they had hoped or was even expected. And that's that's one of the complaints is because he held on to money, knowing he was going to be running for president. Mm. That could have gone, you know, that the GOP was raising that could have gone to uh, other candidates to uh, help control the Senate, for instance. So. Like I said, this is something we'll be talking about for a long time. Uh, other news that we're talking about yesterday, uh, the stock market was doing great for a while um, yesterday, and uh, then World War III uh, was about to break out, and then the stock market didn't didn't like that. 
And there's been so much change here in the uh, past 24 hours. Yesterday, you might remember that, uh, in case you missed it, a rocket, a couple of rockets uh, hit into Poland. Mm -hmm. And uh, immediately it was blamed on Russia. And it killed two people that uh, Russia had uh, accidentally fired rockets into uh, Poland. Accidentally with uh, quote marks in the air? Well, President Biden said yesterday it wasn't. Russian rockets is it was Ukraine missile defense rockets that there accidentally. We go. So whoops, yeah, Other side. exactly. See, this is this is how a cold war can accidentally become a real war, and you want to keep a real close eye on that. Look what you did. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I so didn't. investigation is going on. I don't. We don't know what's for sure has happened, and because they haven't had enough time for the investigation to continue, so we'll keep you up to date on that. Plus the uh, story out of the University of Idaho with the four students who were killed. More information has come out on that since we were on yesterday. And uh, also more updates on uh, Michael Vaughn missing in Fruitland. That's all on the way. Right now, time for a check on what's going on with sports. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. We'll just call it today. Well, brought to you today by Jalapeno Bacon Potato Cheddar Soup at Fat Guys Fresh Deli because it's their most popular soup. You want to get in there early because uh, a lot of times uh, it has the propensity to sell out before the end of the day. Good morning, I'm Rick Worthington. The most improved position group since the start of the Boise State football season just might be the wide receiver group. Bob Beeler with more on that today. Steph Cobbs has caught nine passes over the last three games for 195 yards. He, along with other receivers like Latrell Caples, Billy Bowens, and Eric McAllister, have really got on the same wavelength as Taylor Green. Cobbs says they're working hard at developing timing. Uh, I mean, it's just repetition of practice, continuing to do things after practice, run routes after practice, uh, continuing to make sure that our timing is good, just so everybody's on the same page. Just growing a relationship with him and um, continuing to work and practice and just build that trust within each other. The Bronco receivers will look for a big game at Wyoming Saturday. A win gives Boise State the division and sets them up to host the Mountain West Championship. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Our coverage of Boise State football on Saturday begins at noon. We'll have Bronco game day for you at 12 o'clock with Richie Brockle and I. The tailgate show will begin at 2. Then Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will take over from Wyoming at 4. And again, the kickoff set for 5 o'clock. Boise State men's basketball gets going in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. That game is set to tip off at 5 p.m. local time. Their opponent the Charlotte 49ers, who are 2-0. Boise State goes in at 1-1 after they defeated Wazoo on Saturday. I'm Rick Worthington. Ben Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6-24, good morning. Get through to us uh, if you want, as usual, 208-336-3700, 1-800-529-5264. If you want to participate in the show, you have a Verizon Wireless phone. Uh, all you have to do is hit pound 670. Email chris at kboy.com, mike at kboy.com. A um, couple of updates uh, yesterday having to do after we left the uh, show yesterday. New details had emerged in the homicide investigation in the University of Idaho students uh, Lataw County Coroner Kathy Mabbitt told uh, New York Times that the deaths were not a result of a murder-suicide. Um, so we know that now because a lot well, of people were thinking since they hadn't named anybody were, as a uh, person um, that had done it and that there was no 
um, threat to the community any longer that they thought, well, maybe this was a murder-suicide. So it was confirmed that is not what happened. There were people writing us yesterday and saying, well, we have sources in Moscow or at the University of Idaho, and they say that uh, these people were shot. Why aren't you reporting that? And we said, well, because the police haven't said that. And then other people said, well, you know, uh, we've heard that uh, it was all uh, drug overdoses. How come you're not reporting that? I said, well, uh, we're not reporting that because we don't think that's accurate. And then when they finally did say the cause of death, they basically they were all stabbed and gruesomely so. Well, and, and even they didn't, the police department didn't say they were stabbed. They said that the deaths were caused by a uh, edged blade like a knife. Now, one of the parents of the students said stab has yeah. said, come out and said that she was told that... Uh, it was Ethan's parents. It was mother. Ethan Chapman's mother, Stacy Chapman, told the Idaho Statesman that the four students were stabbed. So that's coming from one of the uh, parents. Um, the New York Times also reported um, at one point that it was a crime of passion, and that also has been now refuted. I mean, because if somebody like the New York Times comes out and says, hey, this was all a crime of passion, Police have to come out and say, no, it's not a crime yeah. of passion. It's not even being investigated. Well, is, is somebody even wrote in and said that they were sure it was a homosexual thing. And then uh, the first thing we find out about Ethan is the reason he was in the house is he was spending the night with his girlfriend. So, I so mean, that kind of sort of negates that. This is, this is kind of what we talked about yesterday when I mentioned, you know, um, a vacuum has the propensity to try and fill itself. <laughs> and with no, and this is this is kind of a an in, uh, information vacuum where the police were not releasing anything. Nobody, re- so everybody rushes in to try to fill that vacuum, and it turned out that it sounds like almost one hundred percent of the information that was trying to be filled was false, was not, or at the very least, not true. Yeah. Um. So that's what we know as of right now. Police are still following leads, identifying persons of interest, but once again, on the latest. No suspects are in custody as of right now. And once again, I, I still find it interesting that there is no, police are saying this, no threat to the community. Yeah. They don't feel well, any somebody, longer, even though the person is still at large. Somebody texted me and said, you guys are so uh, you know, controlled by the NRA that you won't say they were shot. No, we won't say they were shot because they apparently weren't shot. <laughs> Unless you can shoot somebody with a knife, I guess that's possible. Um, so yeah, to fit your narrative, they were shot with a knife. I'm kidding. Don't rush out and say, Hey, I heard they were shot. Mm-hmm. KBOI said they were shot with a knife. That's your latest update, uh, on that. Like I said, we'll keep following this story as more comes in. We'll let you know, um, what is going on. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700. Phone lines always open, so uh, you can not only listen to the show, but you can partake in the show. Spinner and Hagerman, thanks for listening uh, this morning. Good morning to you. Good morning, guys. Hope you're having a good day. Very much appreciate you guys taking my call this morning. Um, In regards to uh, Biden with the very quick disclaimer that it wasn't Russia. Kind of seems a little bit of a preemptive almost, kind of like a fear fart. You know what I mean? Like when when you get really, really scared or something and then just like a a fart just kind of slips out, you know, like just a a very fearful gut knee jerk reaction 
because my thought process on that, and if you would indulge me, if I was the, the leader of the supposedly free world, I would have said that there was an investigation process. They have given multiple arms and ammunitions, missiles, gun missiles, the whole shebang to Mr. Zelensky. Why just go straight and say, well, it was a missile defense from Zelensky? Whether it was missile defense from Zelensky or not, that doesn't make us look any much better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, other people could take that as, oh, well, the United States is giving highly, very technological weapons to uh, guerrilla warfare. You know, I just, it just, it doesn't add up to me. You know, I, I would have thought that in that moment, they would have approached it very more diplomatically that, um, okay, Poland got struck by missiles, killed two people through the investigation of NATO, you know, discovering more information and we'll keep you posted. But just to get straight, nope, wasn't, wasn't Vladimir. Nope, wasn't him. It just, I don't know, man, that doesn't, that doesn't really add up to me. You know what I'm saying? Or maybe I'm just mm-hmm. too far out in the weeds this morning and well, didn't have my I mean, to a, decaf. But. To a certain extent, I agree with you, and uh, thank you for the call, Spinner. Appreciate it. Um, now, what, the, what, what we said, though, was the truth, right? It, it was a, a mistake by uh, Ukraine? Well, I mean... The investigation isn't complete yet. And and keep in mind, Joe Biden told G7 and NATO partners that the missile blast in eastern Poland was caused by Ukrainian air defense missiles. Um, so I don't I, I mean, it's it's really quick to have that investigation over. But. If that is the possibility and they think that that's what happened and that's what his, you know, defense ministry is saying, um you want to diffuse that as quick as possible because Poland is a member oh. of NATO, and the, the, the thing is, it would require some it sounded, sort of. He used the word diplomatically when he was when he was asking about it just now, which I you know I, I love diplomacy, but it, it's almost like he expected us to just lie about it instead of coming clean with okay, no, it wasn't Russia, it was it was Ukraine, and it was a mistake. Well, and unfortunately, um, if it was uh, Ukraine air defense missiles, that means it was probably. United States air, air defense missiles because, um, you know, we have given a lot of air defense missiles to Ukraine to help against this fight. Now, they are having an emergency meeting today with the NATO partners, and I'm sure this investigation will continue. Um, Russia hasn't said anything as of yet. They, ha- they haven't denied it. They haven't said, yes, it was us. We screwed up. Nothing like that as of yet so far. So we have to wait for the investigation, and it's something that can be investigation because there's going to be fragments that are going to be able to be found. Once again, something that will keep you up to date. KBOI News Time, 637. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. If you want to get through, uh, you can also email us, Mike uh, at KBOI.com. Chris at uh, KBOI.com. Uh, we had an uh, aircraft lift off this morning. Artemis took off for the moon in the very early so hours. A, so a spacecraft. Spacecraft, mm-hmm. mooncraft. Um, by the way, um, there are just a bunch of mannequin, mannequins uh, on board. This particular spacecraft that launched early this morning, but it is the uh, first step as NASA tries to make a return visit, manned visit, to the moon 
which is expected to happen in sometime in 2024. Interesting, isn't it, that you know we went to the moon, uh, was it like five times or six times, I guess, and then not at all for 50 years. Mm-hmm. This will be the first time in over 50 years since the end of the Apollo program. $4.1 billion mission will allow NASA to verify the capsule's heat shield during uh, re-entry. So that's what the big test here is to uh, see if we can actually put real people on it. If successful, four astronauts will strap themselves in for the next moonshot, as I mentioned, sometime in 2024, which will be followed by a lunar landing of two astronauts a year or two later. That's a lot of money just Mm -hmm. to see if your heat shields are working. But, of course, heat shields kind of important if you uh, intend to bring your astronauts back. (laughs) Um, uh, yeah, that's a, the other purpose. <coughs> we we know that from the space shuttle program. Yeah, the other purpose is test the ship's propulsion and navigation systems, uh, also life support systems. Again, the once great, again, the great very thing about important. having the great thing about having mannequins on board is you can actually lose the spacecraft and you can still claim that it's a you know fairly successful mm-hmm. uh, venture. Well, it, it's successful in the fact that you didn't kill anybody. Exactly. Yeah. Time for another check on what's going on with sports. Once again, one of the most popular soups that they have and it is soup season get in today jalapeno bacon potato cheddar it's available at both locations east boise off gallon and in meridian off wells avenue good morning college football fans there were no changes in the top five in the college football playoff selection committee's third rankings last night it's number one georgia number two ohio state number three michigan and number four tcu holding steady as the nation's only remaining undefeated teams number five was the Tennessee Volunteers. After a 66-24 thumping of unranked Missouri, the Volunteers remain the committee's highest-ranked one-loss team, keeping them in contention for the playoff without winning their division. Georgia clinched the SEC East and will face number 6 LSU. That's the highest-ranked two-loss team in the SEC championship game. If LSU does win the conference, it could make history as the first two-loss team to reach the CFP. Tennessee, by the way, could become the fifth team to make the CFP without winning a conference title and the third not to win its division along with 2016's Ohio State and 2017 Alabama. The SEC has had multiple teams make the CFP twice, including last season when Georgia beat Alabama to win the national title. Couple of notes for you on Boise State football. Number one, the Broncos are playing Saturday at the University of Wyoming in Laramie. But more than that, if the Broncos win, they will host the Mountain West Championship game. They can lock it up with a victory over Wyoming on Saturday. Finally, the Boise State men's basketball team will be playing in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Basketball for you on Thursday as they take on the Charlotte 49ers. That game tipping off at 5 p.m. on News Talk KBOI. I'm Rick Worthington. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 6.59, 21 degrees in downtown Boise. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question on the way for you uh, coming up this morning, the 8 o'clock hour. It's brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty. For any help with any real estate needs, call today at 208 208- 888-4128. We have a $50 gift certificate to Blaze Pizza that you can win today if you can answer our question. It has to do uh, with the presidency. Donald Trump 
who announced uh, his run for president in 2024, is attempting to become just the second person to serve in non-consecutive terms as president. It's a really easy question this morning. Who was the first person to serve non-consecutive terms? If you know the answer, be ready to call in the 8 o'clock hour, and you can win. For your Google Play, simply say, Hey Google, play 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 707. Phone lines open once again for you this morning at 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Within the last half hour, um, another update on the... uh, missiles that hit into poland yesterday poland and nato now say the deadly blast was uh, an accident caused by ukrainian air defense so both the uh, nation of poland and nato are both saying the same thing that biden said yesterday that it wasn't russian missiles that had caused two deaths in poland it actually happened to be missiles of the air defense from uh, Ukraine that accidentally landed in Poland and it did kill two people. However, you can still look at this and say, it, it's like if a tree falls in the forest and nobody is there to hear it, <laughs> did the tree really you make a sound? Because once again, if Russia wasn't attacking Ukraine, would Ukraine have had to yeah. use the air defense missiles and ha- ha- they wouldn't have had caused two deaths in Poland? So, I mean, you really can't right. look at this that way, too, that, no, it's still, it's still Russia's fault, even though it was Ukraine's missiles that accidentally did it. But, as I said, um, reports now Poland and NATO both saying that the uh, missiles were from Ukraine and accidentally had uh, caused the deaths of two people in Poland. Uh, email in at mike at kby.com. Yesterday, your news affiliate which is ABC, uh-huh. uh, said it was Russian missiles. Then pictures came out showing shrapnel, and the missiles were identified as Ukraine. I forgot the specific type, but there was one unexploded, so they were very easy to identify. Biden needed to get out in front of the misinformation. You know what happens to people spreading misinformation these days. And I agree. And something like this, and you know, i half making a joke because I was quoting a, a movie, um, you know, when it comes to Cold Wars, you have to keep a uh, close eye on whether or not something like this can turn it into an actual war. Yeah. You know, so you have to try to de-escalate something before somebody yeah. flies off the like handle they, and goes, no, I'll show you, I'll prove it. Like I said, you go back and watch uh, a lot of the movies from the mid-60s, and that's kind of what they're about, because people were uh, very wary at that time that, you know, we were just going to get bombed any day. And, well... Fortunately, we never did. Your uh, analogy of the uh, tree falling in the forest, <laughs> which reminds me, there are, there are like a, a, a hundred jokes about if a tree falls in the forest, like uh, I think my favorite is if a tree falls in the forest and, and kills someone, did they die of natural causes? <laughs> if a tree falls in the forest and nobody hears it, my illegal logging business is a success. <laughs> All, all those. Those uh, probably aren't even the best. Possibly ones. true. Yeah. Um, email and no name on this says, for your information, Mike, Trump in one example passed on $4 million to Blake Masters in Arizona. 
Mitch McConnell gave Masters $0 per year station. Oh, there we go. Would you like to offer a correction and an apology? <laughs> Trump is always receiving incorrect press. It would be nice if you corrected the record, even if it was only one small comment from you. You've misrepresented him, and listeners' opinions are formed from what you say. Please help make it a correct opinion. Now, two things can be right here. You're you're right. Mitch McConnell and I, last week we talked about this and criticized Mitch McConnell because he passed along money in Alaska that the two leading candidates were both Republicans. Yeah, we thought that was strange. So why were you spending money in Alaska that you could have spent in Arizona or Nevada? We roundly criticized that. However... Two things can be right. From Fortune um, magazine, they wrote up an article about the uh, huge Trump war chest. Uh, Mm -hmm. As of the last reporting in October, he had over $100 million, and he used a very small percentage on that on GOP candidates that could make a difference in the race for the Senate and the House. Most of his money went to his hand-picked people that made no difference on whether or not the House was going to flip or not. So there was criticism on Trump not using that in races that could have helped and using more of a percentage. I think it was less than 10% that uh, Fortune had said that he had used of his war chest um, on helping the GOP flip the House and the Senate. And that's where he's getting criticized, that he could have used more of that money, because that's more important right now than 740 days from now when it comes to the president and the presidential election. Yeah. So that's where he's getting criticism. So, like I said, you're exactly right. Mitch McConnell, I totally agree with you, totally screwed up. Well, and could have sent more money you know, and the to thing, the races that mattered, too. My explanation of the, of the thing in Alaska was that, yes, they, they, uh, they like to fund Republicans, but they don't like all of them. And that was the particular reason um, why they were spending money yeah. in Alaska. And I get it, because you had the senator in Alaska that voted a lot of times with Democrats, so the Republicans wanted her out. Very quickly here. Jeff writes in, oh, this is funny. He says, if a tree falls in the forest and no woman hears it, is it really relevant to the conversation? Oh, wait, I thought it was funny see, anyway. See, now I'm, now I'm having to think about it. <laughs> I, I, hate, I hate when that I'm happens. I'm sorry. You caused me to think. Eh, I shouldn't tell thinking type <laughs> jokes. Yes. Uh, just keep it, keep it simple. Dad jokes. I get those really quickly. Now, mm-hmm. I, now I have to uh, ascertain. Um, other uh, information yesterday, and this happened a couple of days ago, um, but I don't think we realized just how serious it was. Um, I heard you talking about it a little bit earlier this morning, but uh, Jay Leno had a near-death experience this week. Um, it led to third-degree burns on his uh, face. He's probably going to have to have skin graft surgery um, because he happened to be uh, working on one of his vehicles, and I don't know if uh, most of you know, he is a huge car collector. I mean, he's got hundreds and hundreds of cars. He happened to be working on one of those cars, fixing a clogs, uh, clogged fuel line on a steam car made by White Motor Company back in 1907. He accidentally sprayed gasoline on his face and hands, wow. and somehow a spark triggered an explosion that lit him up. Yeah, Fortunately, he, he wasn't there by himself. He basically says he's fine, and the uh, doctor basically says, well, except for the third-degree burns on his face. <laughs> Um, a friend luckily was there helping and quickly jumped in and was able to smother the flames, but still suffered third-degree burns on his face and hands, and uh, doctors are saying he's probably going to need 
skin grafts. He is still in the hospital. So this happened three days ago. He is still in the hospital, and they're saying that he may have to stay there um, for another week or so. So if that gives you any idea of how serious this possibly could be, I mean, when you spend over a week in a hospital for something like that, it's not just like a quick in and out thing where, yeah. where he's saying, oh, yeah, I'm fine. Um, he's had to cancel a bunch of uh, appearances over the next couple of weeks. I'm guessing it could be a little longer than a couple of weeks would be my guess. Really quickly here, Jeff again says, keeping it simple, if I say something in the forest and my wife doesn't hear it, am I still wrong? Yes, I, I can answer that one. I don't even have to think about that one. <laughs> well, that's why he said it was you know, much more simple. 7.15, time for another check on what's going on with sports this morning. Brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Check out their menu, fatguysfreshdeli.com, and then get in today. They're open every day, Monday through Saturday at 10.30. Good morning, I'm Rick Worthington. Well, in Taylor Green's first start, he threw for less than 50 yards. Not great, but now that kid is throwing for over 250 yards a game. Bob Beeler with more on that today. Boise State's offense has improved a lot over the last month, in large part to the development of the passing game. Talon Green is completing 66% of his passes and spreading the ball around. Receivers coach Matt Miller on what he's seen. I know he's just getting more and more confident in the passing game. Um, he, he does a really good job Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday practices, as well as the Monday preparation of, of understanding what we're trying to get done. He's putting a lot of time and effort into it. He's up in those offices just as much as any coach. And so it, all his hard work's not going unnoticed and it's showing up on game days. And so we're super excited by his progression. He's going to continue to progress too. Every single day, it's incrementally better. It's going to be awesome to see. Boise State's yards per catch has increased over the last three games. And this week, the Broncos will play at Wyoming. A win gives them the division and sends them to the championship game. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. 5 p.m. is the scheduled kickoff time on Saturday here on News Talk KBOI. Our coverage will begin with Bronco game day starting at noon. The Boise State football tailgate show begins at 2 p.m. Bob and Pete will take over at 4 o'clock from Wyoming. And again, kickoff schedule for 5 o'clock. Also remember, tomorrow, Thursday, at 5 p.m. here on News Talk KBOI, the Boise State men's basketball team will take on the Charlotte 49ers. It's the first game for the Broncos competing in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. Our coverage will begin at 4.30 p.m. with the tip-off scheduled for 5. I'm Rick Worthington. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. Jeremiah Bates with us once again this morning at 723. Humming along great yesterday until it looked like World War III might be breaking out. And then the stock market uh, all of a sudden, because they don't like... Not knowing something uh, was down. We're down about 62 points ahead of the opening here in about seven or eight minutes. Um, we have, we've got retail sales posting biggest increasing uh, in eight months in October. However, one really big one, um, which is kind of surprising considering how good the news was for a lot of retailers, didn't do well. That is the case with Target. Now, we all saw what the earnings report was for your other retailers like Home Depot, Walmart. Wal- Walmart just blew expectations out of the water, which we saw certainly reflect in the stock price earlier in the week. And then that kind of boded well for the whole retail space. We saw shares of Target performing well. So the the hope was that Target was going to replicate Walmart's strong earnings, but that's not the case. You have Wal- you have tar- sorry Target down over 15% in pre-market trading, and their story was starkly different than Walmart. Now, keep in mind, Walmart obviously is 
you know, caters kind of to a different demographic. They also mm-hmm. have that category of groceries, which, which most of Target doesn't. But you have Target's operating income declining by nearly 50% in the third quarter. Now, it's not only that. It's also the fourth quarter guidance. What they expect in the future is also much weaker than anticipated. And Target's dealing with also high inventory levels. They're dealing with a bit of a changing of spending habits on the consumer. And you also got to remember, a lot of these indiv- a lot of individuals, they accelerated their holiday spending because a lot of these stores, a lot of these retailers wanted to put on some earlier holiday deals to help lower their inventory. So I think they're trying to prepare investors, prepare Wall Street for what would likely be a bit of a, a lower spending habit from the U.S. consumer as we get closer to the holiday season. Uh, But overall, if you look at the retail sales report that was released for October, Mike, you're right. Uh, The retail sales data reflected that across all 13 retail categories. Out of those 13, you had nine rising. So consumers are still proving to be uh, resilient and opening up their pocketbook. And again, that's the biggest increase that we've seen in eight months for for the month of October. Now, that could be, again, some accelerated spending for holidays as you got some retailers kind of doing some steeper discounts. But overall, people are still spending money. But at the end of the day, if you're you're boiling it down to Target, not boating well, they're still dealing with some headwinds. All right, thanks. We'll get an update from you here in just about an hour after the market opens. Not looking good as of right now, down uh, over 50 points on the Dow. Uh, And then we'll get another chance to talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wiles if you want to get through and partake in the show today. Did you listen to uh, President Trump's announcement last night that he'll be uh, running for president in 2024? You did. Your thoughts, if you'd like to weigh in. You can also email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Also love to hear as uh, we get more and more news out of uh, Russia and Ukraine war that uh, two missiles killed two people in Poland yesterday. It has been ruled an accident. Poland has said it. Um, also, NATO has said that it was uh, an accident, that it was actually Ukraine defense missiles that uh, came into Poland's and it killed, ended up killing two people. It was an accident, ruled an accident by both Poland and mm and Ukraine. Um, You can weigh in with your thoughts there. Don't forget, coming up Friday, uh, you can join Chris and myself, Bob's Restaurant and Lounge in Nampa, right next to the Shiloh Inn off Franklin Exit. Huge menu, by the way. If you like food, (laughs) this is the place to go. If you don't, you might not live long, but if you do. Biscuits and gravy, omelets, pancakes, waffles, bacon, whatever you want, they've got it for you. Uh, It's brought to you by Cloverdale Plumbing. And uh, the reason we are there, this is our final Hometown breakfast of the year. Boo! <laughs> Chris and I are well, not happy about that. Yay that we have one more anyway. Yes, uh, but the reason we're here last is because Bob's has been a big, proud sponsor of Idaho's largest toy drive. Um, so since they are a sponsor, if you want to bring a toy out coming up here on Friday, um, they are collecting toys. The toy drive, by the way, gets underway next Friday, Black Friday. Once again, we will be out in front of Sportsman's Warehouse on uh, Fairview, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll be broadcasting live uh, those mornings out there. Uh, I'd li- I, I'm glad it's not in the cold because the first year broadcasting live took place in the cold in one of the coldest years mm-hmm. that we've had in Idaho. Um, we'll have a nice, comfy, warm, I remember heated that. 
uh, motorhome that we'll be broadcasting from. I remember that year because I got a new parka. <laughs> it was probably after day number one. That it you went, was. I got to have something warmer it was, than this. It was that same afternoon. Yep. So uh, once again, if you would love to help us get toys, and we're trying to make every year bigger and better, we want more cash this year, we want more toys, and there is more need than ever with what's going on with inflation so the kids don't go without Christmas. Uh, make sure you get your toy box. You can get that very easily. Just email Nate at KBY.com. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 742-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can email Chris at KBOI.com, Mike at KBOI.com. Uh, we got uh, text messages also, same as our main number. Uh, someone writes in, so I thought it was reported that they were Russia missiles. Did Ukraine buy Russia defense missiles? I thought the U.S. supplied them. That's what it was first reported. I However, think was, I think uh, the, the first reports were them speculating mm-hmm. that Russia had done it. Yeah, because... You you don't immediately think right away. It's like why would the Ukraine why would Ukraine bomb Poland? Um, so yeah. your immediate thought is well, well if Russia is yeah. going to invade Ukraine, uh, maybe their next invasion is going to be Poland. You're, so that uh, was what a lot of people jumped to. Your first thought generally is not accident. It, it's uh, you know somebody did it on purpose. Yeah. And by the way, in case you have not heard, both Poland, who was the country that was bombed, and NATO. Both claiming that it was mm-hmm. Ukrainian missile defense or de- defense missiles that accidentally, and they are all saying that it was an accident. Um, and unfortunately, there were two people killed in uh, Poland. Sandy from Boise has written in. Uh, Sandy, on on a side note, you don't need to use all caps. Anyway, maybe maybe um, Sandy's yelling. Well, yeah, that's a possibility. It, uh, Sandy says I watched Trump's announcement last night. Facts mean nothing to the man. In his book, The Art of the Deal, Trump says he practices truthful hyperbole rather than lying. Interestingly, in a thesaurus, you'll discover that truth and hyperbole are antonyms. Trump thinks hyperbole is innocent exaggeration. So if Trump says something cost us $100 billion and you find out it was actually $1 billion, not $100 billion, according to Trump, no harm done, because that's basically the same thing. Trump himself created the myth that he's a genius businessman, yet six of his main businesses have experienced Chapter 11 bankruptcy. It's mostly stuff we've heard before. I didn't know about oh, the tr- I mean, truthful hyperbole. You, you you can say, you know, anybody that can... <laughs> the opposite of that is uh, anybody that can survive six bankruptcies is probably got to be pretty genius to <laughs> there be you able go. to survive yeah, I noticed he can still <laughs> feed and dress himself after six bankruptcies. Uh, 208-336-3700, on your Verizon Wireless. Uh, let's get a check on what's going on with sports one final time this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli. Don't forget, today, every Wednesday, it's their most popular soup. That's why they do it every single Wednesday, made from scratch. Jalapeno, bacon, potato, cheddar. And like I said, order it Mike Casper style. Uh, instead of using crackers, tell them to chop up a bunch of crispy bacon and spread that across the top. It's even more delicious. Good morning. I'm Rick Worthington. The most improved position group since the start of the Boise State football season just might be the wide receiver group. Bob Beeler with more on that today. Steph Cobbs has caught nine passes over the last three games for 195 yards. He, along with other receivers like Luttrell Caples, Billy Bowens, and Eric McAllister, 
have really got on the same wavelength as Taylor Green. Cobb says they're working hard at developing timing. Uh, I mean, it's just repetition of practice, continuing to do things after practice, run routes after practice, uh, continuing to make sure that our timing is good, just so everybody's on the same page. Just growing a relationship with him and um, continuing to work and practice and just build that trust within each other. The Bronco receivers will look for a big game at Wyoming Saturday. A win gives Boise State the division and sets them up to host the Mountain West Championship. Bob Beeler, News Talk KBOI. Our coverage of Boise State football on Saturday begins at noon. We'll have Bronco game day for you at 12 o'clock with Richie Brockle and I. The tailgate show will begin at 2, then Bob Beeler and Pete Cavender will take over from Wyoming at 4, and again the kickoff set for 5 o'clock. Boise State men's basketball gets going in the Myrtle Beach Invitational. That game is set to tip off at 5 p.m. local time. Their opponent, the Charlotte 49ers, who are 2-0. Boise State goes in at 1-1 after they defeated Wazoo on Saturday. I'm Rick Worthington. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBOI. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 752. Remember the excitement that we had here in Boise when ESPN College Game Day yeah. came to town? Boise State taking on uh, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Super excited. There were, what, over 20,000 people who uh, showed up. That morning for college game day at uh, Boise State. Can you even imagine the excitement that is going on in Bozeman, Montana this weekend? <laughs> no, I, I don't think I ever can, actually. Bozeman, Montana, for the first time ever, a Big Sky school will be hosting ESPN College Game Day, the Battle of the Wild, as uh, Montana Grizzlies take on Montana State Bobcats. All right. If this really were truly a battle of the wild, I would probably go with a grizzly. <laughs> however, in this Over a partic- bobcat? Yeah, yeah. However, in this yeah. game, uh, uh, I don't know. Both teams, by the way, are ranked. Montana is ranked 16th. Montana State is ranked number three in the nation in the FCS. It's kind of interesting because I, I know that FCS teams have hosted in the past ESPN College Game Day. I didn't know that it had hosted this often. Mm. 12 times College Game Day has visited uh, an FCF school. That's the division right below Boise State. used to be Division One AA, basically, right. is, is what it right. was. It's what the Big Sky plays in. So 12 times. 12 times they have visited. First time was uh, Harvard versus Penn all the way back in 2002. Mm-hmm. Uh, the most recent time before this year, uh, by the way, was earlier this year. Southern at uh, Jackson State, October 29th. By the way, um, the games that FCS schools have hosted have not very often been very close. Uh, Jackson State beat Southern 35 to nothing. <laughs> there is one team that has hosted ESPN College Game Day. I didn't know this. Three times. An FCS team. An FCS team has hosted three different times North Dakota State. Yeah. North Dakota State hosted yeah, they were. in uh, 2013. They were rated number one up against Delaware State. And they went through a, a long period where they were just practically unbeatable. Then they uh, hosted Incarnate World when they were ranked um, number one in the nation in Word. 2014. Incarnate or, I'm sorry, Incarnate Word. 
Um, and then again, North Dakota State in 2019 hosted South Dakota State. Hmm. So three different times. That's crazy. I had no idea. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Big Sky has been working on this for a couple of years. They thought that they were going to get this uh, last year between Montana and Montana State because both teams uh, had really good seasons. However, it ended up being UCLA and USC was chosen instead because they both were having very good seasons last year, uh, too. Yeah, plus, um, and they ended up going to uh, plus the, all Southern the, California. All the equipment was already in Los Angeles. 208 336 pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Once again, you want to weigh in on Trump's announcement last night. Did you listen to it? Love to hear your thoughts. Um, he spoke uh, over an hour. I, I, I listened to it. I had it on as I was going over stuff for today's show last night. And I thought, you know, 10 minutes maybe. Mm-hmm. 15 after 20 minutes, I'm going, good grief. What? How long is he going to talk? It was over an hour he talked last night. I've got... Um, um... By the way... All of it covered here. The only radio station covering it here in Idaho um, covered here on News Talk KBOI. I have an instant message from Bill in Nampa, but it's actually fairly lengthy. So I, I don't think we have time for it right now, but I'll probably read it after the top of the hour. All right. Also, after the uh, top of the hour uh, today, we'll give you an update on the Michael Vaughn case. Excavation continues in uh, Fruitland and could possibly for up to another week. We'll give you the latest information that we know coming up on that. Also, KBY News Time is 7.56. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 7.58. Don't forget, we've got a, a couple of sweet deals this week, too. For the price of one, coming up Friday morning, we have the Blaze Pizza gift certificate for $50. And we have Costa Vida. For $50. Both are only $25 if you want to take advantage of those. Or that time of year, would uh, you might be looking for stocking stuffers. Makes great stocking stuffers. And once again, they go on sale. Both of these in the past when we have had them have sold out really quickly. So I would suggest on Friday morning, uh, make your choice on which one you like better if you want to get both of them. If you like Costa Vita, go in and get Costa Vita first and then come back around and try to get uh, the other um, because like I said, they sell out very quickly and you want to get the one that you really, really want. They go on sale at nine o'clock sharp. Go to KBOI.com, click on the sweet deals link. We also have a sweet deal auction going on. You might want to check that out right now because that ends tomorrow and, uh, there are some great deals there. Same thing. Just click on the sweet, uh, deals auction when you get into KBOI.com. Now, speaking of Blaze Pizza, we also have a $50 gift certificate that we are giving away, uh, today for free. Doesn't cost you anything. Accept your knowledge. It's Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question, brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, the number 44th ranked Berkshire Hathaway brokerage in the entire world. We're talking three continents, 12 countries, and over 1,500 brokerages, and they are rated 44th in the world. Our question today, Donald Trump, who's been in the news a lot in the last 24 hours, attempting to become just the second person to serve in non-consecutive terms as president. Our question today, who was the first? If you know the answer, stick around. 20 minutes from now, don't call us now. 20 minutes from now, you can win. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 807, good morning, and welcome to the 8 o'clock hour. Thanks for listening in. We appreciate it so much. And remember, uh, if you want to be a part of the show, you can even be more of a part of the show just by listening. 
across many of our uh, platforms, AM 670, FM 93.1, Google Play, uh, Alexa, all those. Uh, keep in mind, you can also call us up and be a part of the show, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your wireless, uh, Verizon wireless phone. You can also email chris at kboi.com and mike at kboi.com. couple of instant messages here. The shorter one first. This is from Lauren in Meridian. Uh, I tried, I really did, to listen to Trump last night, but it was more of the same. I imagine his poor speechwriter has given up on Don just reading his speeches <laughs> and has resorted to giving him a list of trigger words that Trump has to check off. Stolen, border, Biden, loser, China, or China, wall, MS-13, illegal, fake, rigged, election, and my new favorite, glorious, Magaga tweet this morning made me laugh. Isn't Magaga Lady Gaga's mom? Or I guess that'd be Magaga. Uh, I don't know if I can take two more years of this man. Thank God he's funny. Well, that's an interesting way to look at it. Uh, this one a little more uh, detailed. This is Bill in Nampa. Last night, Donald Trump said his administration built and finished the wall on the southern border. In reality, they did finish about 65% of it. But it's actually a fence, not a wall, and the whole thing replaced another fence that was already there. He said the missile that hit Poland traveled 50 miles inside the Polish border. It was actually four miles. He said that during the Obama administration, Guatemala and Honduras wouldn't take back their citizens who were deported from the United States. In actuality, the top three countries receiving America's deportees from 2009 to 2017 were, one, Mexico, uh, two, Guatemala, and three, Honduras. The State Department keeps a list of countries that won't cooperate. Guatemala and Honduras are not on that list. He said gas was one eighty-seven a gallon when he was president, and we're averaging, quote, five, six, seven, eight dollars now. When Trump left office, gallon was two thirty-nine, or gas was two thirty-nine a gallon. Right now, it averages three seventy-five. He said every president has taken home, uh, it's a lot more than that in Boise, it's like, what, 4.30 still? Yeah. Uh, Trump said China has, uh, oh, he said every president has taken home documents from their administration, and Obama took millions of them. In the case of every other president, the National Archives and Records Administration says they sent historic documents to each presidential library, but none of them were just taken home by other presidents. Trump said China has no drug problem because of their harsh punishments. In reality, millions of people in China are arrested for illegal drugs every year, and the Chinese government runs detox facilities, rehab programs and facilities, drug education, and anti-poverty programs. He said the ocean was predicted to rise one-eighth of an inch in the next 300 years. The actual figure is 12 inches in the next 30 years, which is not important only if you don't know what you're talking about. He said no president before him ever got a dollar of tariff money from China. In reality, during the Obama administration, China paid the United States $12,300,000,000 in tariffs. He said his administration filled up the oil reserve and that Biden has drained it. He didn't fill it up. He asked for funding to fill it up, but Congress rejected the request, and the oil reserve is not currently drained. And lastly, thank God, he said <laughs> we left $85 billion worth of the best military equipment in the world in Afghanistan. The truth is we left about $7 billion worth of equipment, not $85 billion, most of which was rendered inoperable before we left. The total amount the U.S. spent on the war in Afghanistan was $83 billion. 
All right. So uh, Bill seems to be a bit of a fact checker. Why or, were we? Or, my or, question would be, and I don't know if it's true or not. Why would we be using unoperable equipment in, or inoperable equipment? No, it was. It, Did we his, blow it up as we left, or what? Not blow it up, but like you know, ruined it so it couldn't be used by anybody else if, oh, we, if so we had to leave it. There. I don't. So in other words, it I don't know. Wasn't that, I don't know if that's true. That's before just what, we uh, killed it ourselves. Yeah, I don't know if that's true, but that's just what Bill says. Yeah, I didn't either. It just seemed weird to say. It's like I can't, so we had I all can't, this equipment that wasn't being I can't, used because it was horrible and inoperable. I, I can't verify one way or another of anything that Bill said because I haven't looked it up yet. But if I do, you know, I'll let you know. Uh, just a tidbit of info. This is uh, another email, Mike at KBY.com. Stephen Richer and Bill Gates, election officials in Arizona, started a pack pro-democracy Republicans of Arizona in 2021 to keep MAGA candidates from winning elections in their state. Are election officials allowed to be proactively involved in keeping candidates from being elected? Kind of sounds like a conflict of trust with their citizens and at best a possibly attempted election fraud at worst. What do you think? Just like Hobbs being in charge of her own election. Or Uh, or Kemp, yeah. I don't believe, um, pretty sure that it's not illegal. Does it stink? Yeah. Yeah, it it doesn't seem ethical, does it? Yeah, and Democrats admitted that they pushed and also supported um, financially and otherwise Democrats or Republicans rather in the primary election that they thought that they could beat in the general. So they wanted candidates to win and supported them in the primary so that they would be the candidates, their chosen candidates that they would run against in the general election. And uh, based on results, it seemed to have worked. Now we do have an update for you here. Still waiting right now. Uh, officially in the House, it's 217 to 207. So these are races that are confirmed. One more Republican win, and they officially um, will have the majority in the House. Yeah. And as of right now, I can one, tell you. It's like one out of 11 races all they, is all they have to take. Yeah. Uh, California 27 seemed like it's going to be the best to put them over the top right now. Republican is leading 52% to 47%. In the 47th, uh, Republican leading 50.8% to 49.2%. A surprising one, incumbent uh, in Colorado, Boebert, uh, leading by a very, very small margin as of right now, 50.2% to 49.8%, which is basically just a a toss-up. But it's looking like right now um, the House is going to be in the hands of Republicans coming up in uh, January of next year. So Thomas uh, writes in, uh, referring to our previous email, and says, when is Bill going to start fact-checking what Joe Biden says? Good question. Uh, on all those fact-checking websites, they fact-check everybody. So, yeah, they fact-check uh, Biden as well. I don't know about Bill or where he got his info. Uh, but uh, uh, people, people really only use the fact-checking when they're trying to prove somebody wrong. They they never you know use it to boost up anybody else. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Stick around. Blaze Pizza gift certificate on the way for you next. With our Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Right after Bronco Sports today. Download the six seventy KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris live and local on News Talk KBOI. Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Up for grabs, $50 Blaze Pizza gift certificate. Jesse, you're going to get first crack at it. Donald Trump attempting to become uh, just the second person in history to serve in non-consecutive terms 
as a president of the United States. Our question is easy this morning. Who was the first? Grover Cleveland. Grover Cleveland. That's correct. It's Grover correct. Cleveland. Congratulations. <laughs> Grover Cleveland, uh, the only other person to uh, do it. Trump attempting somebody uh, to do it. Somebody had called up and said that uh, it was uh, Roosevelt, and I think they were confusing that with you know the first president president to have more than two terms, or uh, the only president to have more than two. That terms. yeah, non consecutive terms, not more than yeah. uh, two terms. So, uh, thank you, congratulations. Hold on the line. Uh, we'll get some info from you. Don't forget if you didn't get through today, we still have two more chances for you tomorrow and Friday. We'll have a chance for you to pick up your. Uh, $50 gift certificate. And if you miss out on all of those chances, don't forget, you still have a chance to get your $50 gift certificate. However, it's going to cost you $25, which is still a fantastic deal. It's one of our KBOI sweet deals of the week. When I say one of, that's because uh, it's not very often that it happens, but we have two sweet deals that will be sold Friday morning beginning at 9 o'clock. Don't forget to go to KBOI.com. Click on the sweet deal link and uh, get any one of the deals that are for sale. We've got uh, the Blaze Pizza. We also have Costa Vita. Both very popular. Sell out quickly. $50 for only $25. Don't forget, if you don't want to wait until Friday for a deal, uh, just go to the Sweet Bids auction that is going on. Once again, you go through KBOI.com and then click on the Sweet Bids link. That will take you Two items are up for grabs. Both of them will be sold tomorrow afternoon. I believe 4 o'clock is the close of the auction. So if you love auctions, uh, you've got a pellet stove and you've got an electric bike that are up for grabs. Both of them selling well, well below what the uh, retail price is. If you want to get uh, in on those, bid early, bid often. Once again, KBY.com. Click on the Sweet Bids auction and take advantage. Who knows? Might be a great Christmas gift or a gift just for yourself. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 838, he's Chris Walton, I'm Mike Casper. Thanks for listening in this morning. I'm going to take a break just a little bit because we have 470 more days to talk about the election. <laughs> we'll still continue to talk about it. We want to get your thoughts. Uh, if you listened to the speech last night, what you thought about President announcing his uh, run for the presidency in uh, 2024. We'll talk more about that. If you want to weigh in, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. I uh, wanted to talk a, a little bit about uh, a couple of things for baseball uh, here for you this morning. Julio Rodriguez, Seattle Mariners, near and dear to my heart, uh, named Rookie of the Year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and deservedly a, so. Yeah, second Rookie of the Year uh, that Seattle's had in the last three years. Starting to pay off. Well, hopefully, because the uh, other uh, rookie has been hurt for the last two years, so um, he hasn't helped out uh, much. Um, what is interesting and what I love about this is because of the new rules, mm-hmm. Seattle gets an extra first-round pick in the Major League Baseball draft. Now, the Major League Baseball draft for, not as for having the for having the rookie, rookie of the, of the year? year. Yeah, I had no idea. Yeah. Um, now, there are certain rules that have to be followed, and this was all agreed to uh, last year so that teams didn't hold off bringing up their rookies so that they could keep them for another couple of years. So this encourages you to bring up a rookie as they did this year coming mm-hmm. out of spring training instead of waiting until, what is it, uh, I think it's uh, May 1st that you, if you wait, then they lose that year of service in the Major League Baseball. But if you bring them up right away, you can get paid off. And Seattle did that. 
He was still on a rookie contract, so he will Seattle will get a first round draft pick uh this year. Now normally it's supposed to be the first pick after the first round. However, New York and Los Angeles spent way too much money this year, so they're penalized and uh have to drop back ten picks. So actually Seattle <laughs> gets two first round picks this wow. year. Cool for, good for them. Yeah, and, and and by the way, there are certain rules you have to follow because people are saying, oh, that means Atlanta Braves will get one because uh, they had the Rookie of the Year. No, unfortunately, um, there are like four or five different things that have to be in place mm-hmm. that that you have to follow, and it ended up as the Rookie of the Year with uh, Atlanta. Um, that didn't happen, so they don't get another first-round well, pick. Washington, the team that I've follow you know has had the number one pick twice and they got bryce harper and steven strasburg both good picks harper yeah won the mvp but he left after just what five or six seasons and and then they won the world series <laughs> after he left and strasburg i mean has been a terrific pitcher when he's been healthy which is not very often um another player did not win rookie of the year he placed second man he five tool player just an amazing player but how fast has yasuo puig fallen he, oh, yeah. Uh, well, how old is he now? Um, I believe he's still in his 20s, isn't he? Your well, 20s, early 30s? He's right at what would be considered, you know, your prime. Um, Puig pled guilty this week to his involvement in an illegal gambling operation dating back to 2019. He's 31. Yeah, so that would still be considered oh, your prime. And he, well, he hasn't, uh, he hasn't played in the majors since 2019. He's been playing in Taiwan. Yeah. Uh, Department of Justice released its findings uh, this week detailing Puig's activity and his lying about placing bets illegally. According to that release, former Major League Baseball outfielder agreed to plead guilty to one count of making false statements, a crime that carries a maximum penalty of five years in prison. He allegedly began placing bets through a third party uh, on behalf of illegal gambling businesses. While sports betting has become more prevalent and legal in certain states throughout the country, there are many areas where placing wagers still against the law placing this bets through unauthorized companies is still a no-no i don't think we would have gotten in trouble or as much trouble um where he got his butt in a ringer is he lied to federal investigators yeah. about his involvement on multiple occasions that's what i think he is pa- how, facing how pris- very, uh, prison time for how very pete rose of him i don't I don't know. He faces up to five years in prison. Do you really think he's going to do five? First no. of all, do you think he's ever going to come back to this country if he knows he's going to spend five years in prison? Because he really doesn't have to come back to the United States. I mean, I know technically he could get five years, but my guess is he won't. Yeah, I don't think he is uh, going to spend that. And the other big big piece of news, and I want to get your input on this, um, Major League uh, Baseball has announced that they have plans to use the automated ball strike system technology in all 30 Triple A parks in 2023. As an experiment? I don't think this is an experiment. I mean, if you're going to experiment, they experimented last year in a few of the parks and a few of the games using it. Mm-hmm. They're going to use it in all 30 Triple A parks, which is one level below major leagues. So I'll, my question I'll, no, to I'll, you is, okay. how long do you think before major league begins to use <laughs> automated if it's if if system if, if people like it it'll probably happen within the next couple of years well you, my guess you saw how many times um people just flew off the handle even during the world series on balls and strikes mm-hmm. not getting them correct um you know that ended up possibly costing yeah. a run or whatever they've been they've been doing that since roughly 1871 that's why i didn't think i mean baseball is so much into um history 
and keeping things the same. It's mm-hmm. hard hard to change. But then when I saw the story that they're going to be doing it at all 30 AAA parks this year, I go, you know, this is within five years they're going to be doing yeah, this in the major I bet leagues. They are. I, th- I think you're right. Do you have a problem with it? I don't. Uh, you know, as I, of course, I'm a, a huge baseball fan. I always have been my Me whole too. life. But uh, And I've always enjoyed the... The, the human umpire part of the game, okay? You have to adjust kind of the, to the umpire if you're playing because some guys call a low ball a strike and not a high ball, and others do just the opposite. But I guess technically, if you're going to get it right, you can get it right uh, using electronic equipment, and then there's no question. That's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. It's like if it's going to be a strike let's call it a strike yeah. and and what one thing that catchers have gotten so good at is framing pitches to you be know, strikes it, well, when they really aren't strikes but they've done such a good job of making I it don't, look like a strike that umpires call it a strike i i don't think the umpires really pay that much attention to oh, that to tell you the truth because you know that you would have to look at the glove after the ball's already in it and they're supposed to call it on where they actually see the ball past the plate they're supposed to but that's why you you get the uh, analytics now of the catchers who are best at doing that, mm-hmm. and they consistently are the same catchers over and over and over again. So I think there is something to I, it. Should be ignored. That's why I think I don't have a problem with this. And and I mean I like you, you can argue about the designated hitter. You can argue about a lot oh, of stuff that they I, I'm, you know. I'm, I'm sure have I will changed. at some point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now that they've they're doing this in AAA parks, they're slowly bringing this along. I really think within the next five years. Um, that they're going to see this because I don't see the baseball union, the players union, being against this, based on, you know, no, some of the complaints not. that they have there had is on, an, on strikes being called balls. There, and there is an umpires versa. union, and they may not like it, but the players union probably oh, won't yeah. care. Umpires union doesn't have near as much power as the players union or major league baseball. You're still going to need a home plate umpire because yeah. you, you need one at every base, yeah. including home. Yeah, yeah. It's not like they're. It's not. They're not going to lose jobs. Let's put it that way. 208-336-3700. There. I feel better about my day since we're not talking about an election that is just coming up right around the corner, only 470 days away. Although we are going to talk a little bit more about it. Plus, well, it was, if you'd like to weigh in, you wasn't can. wasn't 470. It was 740. 740. Sorry. 740. Man, I made that sound so much better than it really is. <laughs> you, well, yeah, you did. But, you know. Um, when we come back, uh, we can talk about that. Also, um, I told you yesterday we we're going to talk about something uh, here. And when we come back, this has to do with the election, not the presidential election, Senate election. Uh, has to do with uh, a person um, who resigned a month before the election because of racist remarks, but then was elected again a month later. Does that mean he has to resign again? Or does he come back and say, hey, everybody spoke. They really didn't care about my racist remarks, so I'm going to keep my office. Apparently, the voters in in, uh, his district felt he's been punished enough, I guess. We'll talk about it when we get back. Get 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless uh, North Carolina sheriff who resigned in late October following uh, revelations rather 
that he made racist remarks about black employees is going to get his job back. Voters reelected him last Tuesday. Jody Green stepped down as sheriff of Columbus County on October 24th after the local district attorney filed a petition to remove him over highly inappropriate and racially charged statements about black employees. Controversy erupted in earnest when the district attorney, John David, filed court documents in October revealing that his office had obtained an audio recording from the State Investigations Bureau of a phone call involving Green. The audio had leaked in late September. Those documents said that Green was suspended at the time of the call amid an investigation into whether he uh, lived in his jurisdiction as required. So he had that problem going on. Sheriff was convinced that he was in trouble because of a leak in his office and thought black employees were plotting to undermine him. He said, quote, I am sick of these black bastages. He didn't use bastages. You're uh, you're paraphrasing. I'm going to clean house and be done with it, Green said. According to the call transcript cited in the documents from David's office, they're gone. I'm telling you. Uh, do you think there's any chance people in North Carolina just don't care about that? Well, that that's what my first thought was. It's like apparently they like him as sheriff and don't care that he made racist remarks. This isn't the only problems that he's had. He's also uh, been accused of engaging in sex with a detective under his command, along with other instances of alleged corruption and misconduct. Um, as I told you, he was already being uh, invested investigated even before the allegations of racist remarks and apparently north carolina either there wasn't a good alternative to him being sheriff so i can i can picture people getting on tv and saying you know the things that he does don't really reflect who he is (laughs) so i i mean if you if you resign you know because you have the phone call and you can't really it's like well you know that's me, but it was taken out of context. Well, no, that's you on the recording or whatever. Um, you know, he, he obviously knew he was in trouble because he, he did resign October yeah. 24th and then just a few weeks later was uh, elected. Is that, is that the point? I just don't understand. So it, basically what he got was vacation. Yeah, unpaid vacation. And granted, it was unpaid. As far as it's, we know. It's just weird that, okay, I resigned because I made these racist remarks well, apparently, um, the voters don't care that I'm racist, so I'm just going to be sheriff once again. Is that what that's saying? Um, sort of, yeah. I mean, it, it might be saying other stuff, too, but yeah, I imagine that's one of the things it's saying. It just seems strange to me. That I resigned in disgrace, but decided to run again <laughs> like a month later. Yeah, well, and I don't even know if he was actively running or not. Mm. Um, if he just, I mean, because we've seen in the past, dead people get reelected. This is true. Does that mean that you think that that dead person was better than the person that was actually running for office? In some instances, oh. maybe. Sometimes you just really <laughs> saw a great opportunity to insult the live person. <laughs> Oh, man, Uh, if this election wasn't crazy enough. In case you haven't heard, uh, as of right now, uh, 217 to 207 Republicans are leading, so it's mathematically um, almost impossible. not saying it is impossible, but mathematically, Republicans are going to uh, flip the House. Uh, It looks like Senate's going to stay the same no matter what happens in Georgia. We'll take a break. News coming up here at the top of the hour. Phone lines are open if you want to get through 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless.
and Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. If you want to get through this morning, uh, you can always be a part of the show. Easiest way to do that is by calling us. Also, 1-800-529-5264. That's toll-free from wherever you might be listening. Also toll-free, you can uh, email chris at kby.com, mike at kby.com. Several people have. You can also uh, text us. Speaking of one of those several people uh, who has, um, your story on the North Carolina sheriff is an excellent example of how everybody's vote does not matter. I, I don't believe that at all. Now, Why? Yeah, I don't. I don't understand what you mean by that. Um, in this particular instance, apparently, um, people's vote meant that they wanted to keep the sheriff, even though he may be accused of being a racist, may be accused of um, having sex with employees, subordinates, and also not living in the uh, yeah. city in which he was serving. If, but if you if you vote for somebody and they lose an election, it doesn't indicate that your vote doesn't matter. Yeah. Or in Just, this part- it might indicate that other people feel differently than you do. In this particular case, it. Do- I mean, when it comes to an election, I mean, you you can have somebody be the most horrible person or whatever, and if the voters go, I don't care. I look beyond all that crap that you're talking about. I think this person is a good person. I elect them. Then that means their vote really did count. Yeah. I mean, for whatever reason, they're being criticized. Denny, um, <clears throat> Denny in Napa says, "Let's see if I've got this straight." We all know about Article 5 of the NATO Treaty. So if Ukraine has launched a couple of rockets into Poland, does that mean NATO will now attack Ukraine in defense of Poland? As the craziness continues around the world, I sit back and conclude that maybe just maybe the human race is doomed, and then again, maybe not. Finally, I see that the anti-Trumpers now have more fodder for their cannons after Trump's announcement. Yes, I had noticed that as well. (laughs) A lot of anti-Trumpers are kind of coming out of the woodwork. Anyway, uh, no, I NATO would probably uh, defend Poland if Ukraine had done that on purpose. But considering it's an accident, uh, you don't just go in and you know blow somebody up because they made you know they made a mistake. And by the way, Poland and NATO both have announced that it was an accident. So it's like NATO isn't sitting there going, "Well, wait a minute." It was a good what-if question for a few hours yesterday because Poland is a member of NATO, and when this first happened, everybody first jumped to the conclusion. It's like, oh, my gosh, Russia, whether on accident or on purpose, you know, just killed two people in Poland. Would NATO then be required to do something to retaliate against Russia? You can say required, but, I mean, you know, they, they have their own rules, so they would probably get together and discuss it really quick. Uh, Brandon writes in, good morning. First, I think we can recognize that Trump did do some positive things when he was president, but his ego and narcissism have gotten the best of him, and it's time for him to move on and stick with golf. Democrats sorely want Trump to be the candidate so that they can put the entire weight of their political operations against him, if nominated, and focus away from their own weak candidate field. Trump's hardcore fan base also won't be enough to carry him because a lot of Republicans and independents have grown tired of his antics and are ready to move forward. Besides, in some ways, I think Trump is doing this to dodge any indictment for being loosey-goosey with those documents. 
P.S. Just like Bundy fanboys during the governor's race, I'm sure you'll get a lot of hardcore callers claiming a groundswell of support for Trump because they saw a bunch of Trump signs in Horseshoe Bend or some other backwater town. <laughs> I apologize to uh, the Wait people of Horseshoe Bend. Horseshoe Bend is a backwater town uh, now? According to Brandon. That's but. not from us. We love Horseshoe Bend. Anybody listening in Horseshoe Bend, you're it's not a backwater one town. one of my favorite bends. Probably after the one in Oregon. Here's the thing, though, um, and Brandon, bringing this up, it's not going to be, at least as of right now, and I know we're 740 days from the election, so a lot can change. And I know a lot of you don't care about polls, and especially 740 days out, polls mean almost nothing. But it is interesting to talk about. Because right now, when it comes to Republican candidates, Trump is by far and away, according to polls, the number one presidential GOP candidate. Now, I know a lot of people have called in here and said that they would love to see DeSantis, and DeSantis, by the way, is gaining on Trump over the last few months, especially after the midterm uh, election that saw him so handedly win, uh, handily win in uh, Florida. But as of right now, according to a survey, and there's various polls that say the same thing, survey from Morning Consult poll shows Trump leading DeSantis 28 to 46% in a hypothetical matchup. Three months earlier, Trump led 57 to 18%. But even 46, even though that gap is closed, 48 to 26% is not close. That falls way, way outside the plus or minus mm-hmm. of errors in that particular thing. Now, here's, here's the other thing, and which I really don't want to see a Biden-Trump candidacy that or those are the two chosen candidates again however as of right now in a head-to-head same poll biden leads trump 48 percent to 41 percent if they those two were to run again now that's even after stating that most democrats don't want to see biden run for president again true now but here's the thing what changes here is if you don't want to see biden run for president But as a Democrat, you look at the polls and you say, but Biden gives us the best chance of beating Trump. All of a sudden, you're going to be jumping onto that bandwagon and say, well, if he's the only one that can beat Trump, then let's go for him. That's why he was a nominee in 2020. Yeah. I mean, I heard several Democrats on television say, I don't think he's the best candidate, but he's the best chance we have of winning. And I don't know. When when I first heard that, I thought, aren't those the same thing? But I guess they're not. I guess they're not. Yeah. Uh, another email on, on the uh, North Carolina uh, sheriff who's been accused of being racist says, racist remarks are not racist to anybody, but person calling them racist? It is so stupid. I can't stand it. Why aren't politicians held to the same standards? I don't know if that's confusing or if I just haven't had my coffee this morning. I'm not sure what you're trying to say there. That it's what he said was not racist to anybody except for the person that he, that he was specifically talking to? Because I don't think I don't hold that true that you're only racist. The only person that can call you racist is the person that you're yeah. accusing. Well, I've heard that. I, a I don't lot. know what you're saying. I've heard that a lot. People say no, that guy didn't mean to be racist. Uh, the only racists were the ones who think he offended a whole group of people. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't know how everybody feels up in North Carolina about what the guy said, but apparently, you know, enough people felt strongly about it that he that he either decided to resign, had to resign, whatever. But I guess he's been forgiven. Um, or, or at the very least, they overlooked everything that he's this, been doing up until that point. Here's an instant message. It's not signed, but it says, 
I think it's talking about the baseball betting. Isn't that the same thing you guys are bragging about on air all the time, illegal gambling? I, uh, you missed the part where we said if he had just been caught illegally gambling, he probably would have got his hand slapped. It probably would have been a misdemeanor because it's not well, a felony had, to gamble. If he had admitted. Yasiel Puig we're talking about. His problem, he lied multiple times to federal officials about it. That's where he got in and, trouble. And, and and for the record, I'll just speak for myself. I don't think I brag about illegal gambling on the air much. How about you, Mike? Uh, want to bet? <laughs> want to bet? Bet you $100 you do. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, by the way, any gambling... I, 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 okay, occasionally I, I bet on something, but I... That's illegal! It, but it's like Harvey Picar said years ago, I only bet on sure things. And somebody says, well, what's a sure thing? Like, you get a hot tip? And I said, no. A sure thing would be if somebody says, hey, I'll bet you $100 that the Yankees won the 1970 World Series. And I say, no, I know very well it was the Orioles. And so, yeah, I'll bet you $100. That's a sure thing bet. When, also, you, when you just know that somebody else is wrong. Also, depending on where you live, illegal. Well, yeah, that's true, too. I... It was hypothetical, though. Nobody ever wants to bet me on that stuff. Um, this email in, um, what do you mean by we're going to talk about something? When what you mean is you're going to talk about it, and then we get to listen if we choose to do so. Um, I would love to hear more from your listeners and less from you if that's possible. I love both your opinions, but give us listeners a chance to say what we think of things. That way, uh, it that's the way it used to be, and it's why I listen. There are four long, oh, phone lines we open actually, right now for you if you want to call in I've, and talk about something. I, I've been on this show for, what, okay, 21 years. And in the 21 years, we have taken more calls per day in the last three years than we ever did before that. Uh, because we just we started taking calls at 6 a.m. We used to not take calls at all until 8.30. Yeah. Anyway. Um, by, um, by the way, when you say, what do you mean you're going to talk about something that's called in our business a tease, yeah. and it's a way to get you to stick around through a, a commercial break. That's that's the reason we do it. There's a specific reason. Um, the other thing I would say is uh, I don't come down to your work at McDonald's and slap the Big Mac out of your hand or can criticize how you're making your Big Mac. Why do you have to criticize yeah. the way we're doing our job? Well, you shouldn't be in the kitchen anyway if you don't work there. Just if you want to talk, call. There is not one person here who will stop you from talking about what you want to talk about. We encourage it. How many times a morning do we give out the phone number and say, um, feel free to call and talk about whatever we are, we are talking mm, about? It's about six times an hour, actually. Yeah, we, we actually love having conversations with you, so um, I will even say it to with, you. With the exception, if you, if you swear, then we, we cut you off and hang up the phone. 208-336-3700, pound 670 and on Verizon Wireless. Don't consider that a challenge, please. Uh, we're going to take a break here. When we come back, we're going to talk about something. And if you want, you can listen to that something or not if you want. Free country still. That wasn't a very good tease. That's but right. <laughs> I'm being a little sarcastic. We're going to do something. Sorry, want to find out what it is? Yeah, Stick there around. you go. That's much better. We're going to do something. <laughs> We're going to talk about something next. You want to find out what that something is? Don't go anywhere. <laughs> listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 921, uh, uh, the person that wrote in that response to the uh, sheriff and uh, racist that we didn't understand said, wrote back and said, it's not racist unless you call it racist, which I still don't agree with. 
If somebody says the N-word, I don't have to call them racist. It just, it flat out is. Okay. That's my feeling on it anyway. Well, so you know, and, I don't and think you people, have to be things things called like, a racist for it to be racist. For years, people have taken things like affirmative action or quotas and said those are racist because uh, instead of just letting everything fall as it may, you're definitely saying, okay, a certain number of Mexicans have to be here and a certain number of black people and a certain number of white people. And they said, you know, that's not fair. Well, a lot of that is simply making up for, you know, decades and or, uh, uh, you know, millennia or whatever uh, before that. Uh, Lee of Eagle writes in, oh, this is nice. Well, sort of. He says, uh, please do not encourage more callers. I enjoy you two. You're informative, highly entertaining, thoughtful. You make me laugh while doing chores. Thank you. Well, thank you, Lee. Thank you, uh, Lee. And if you hadn't said Lee, I would have said it must be one of my family members listening. <laughs> Um, email in. be a pseudonym. Hey, joking about illegal stuff does not make it legal. I won't call you guys because you'll talk over me, cut me off, etc., like you do Rich and Mark or whoever else calls that you don't agree with. I know what I hear, and you can't tell me I'm wrong. Actually, I can. Sure you're, we can. You're full of crap. See, I didn't cut you off or anything. I let you finish your complete sentence and your email, and then I told you you're full of crap. If, you, if you're too chicken to call, then you're just too chicken to call. I call, you know... Call it as it is. Uh, let's see. Joe says, as a pretty much lifelong Democrat, I cheered Trump's falsehood-filled I'm running speech. Why? He, his big lie, and actions on January 6th to overthrow a legally and constitutionally elected president have divided the GOP into Trump radicals and moderates. Thus, considering his 2020 decision or decisive loss to Biden, Trump has crippled the GOP's chance of winning the presidency in 2024. And that's from Joe, giving a, a Democrat's perspective. Uh, man, this, uh, this guy has really gone down the uh, rabbit hole. It says, what if you call the, uh, that N-word an A-hole instead? It's the same thing. One is racist and one is not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, because one is racist and one is not. Uh, concerned citizen says, well, it's just a matter of time before they add edged weapons to the uh, takeaway, our rights list. The uh, pattern has begun. They are reporting them on air more and more, and that's how it begins. Well, they're only reporting them because people are being murdered by them. If 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 they had been shot, they would be reporting that, you know, that, that it was a gun. And, and that wouldn't be anti-gun. It would just be accurate. Brian writes in more about this. This is the uh, U of I where uh, the information came out yesterday that it was knives. Um, the police didn't release the information as far as stabbing, but one of the parents of the victim said that all four victims were stabbed. Um, Brian says, I know that there's a lot of rumors still swirling about the situation at the University of Idaho. I've heard some of the latest, so buckle up. The rumor explains why police are saying that there is no danger I don't know what that rumor is. I still don't. That's still a weird thing to say. Yeah, I, I don't understand. There's a killer at large, but there's absolutely no danger to anyone. And I think once again, that's why the rumor came in from a lot of people going, "Oh, that must mean one of the vic- or one of the people that are dead murder must suicide have, right. must have been murdered." But they said no. That was interesting speculation, but it was not a murder suicide. Uh, another piece of information that did come out yesterday. There were a couple of new pieces of information that came out. It was not a crime of passion, as had been reported in the New York Post. Um, and it was also uh, called yesterday by Moscow Police Department a murder. 
Yeah. So this was a murder, um, homicide by murder, um, or murder by homicide, however you want to look at it, because a lot of people were saying, well, they're calling it a homicide, but there's different levels of, of homicide. Uh, the Boise or yeah. the uh, Moscow police did yesterday uh, call it murder. Technically, suicide is homicide. Um, Vince writes in, uh, just curious as to what the tragedy of Moscow will do to the school and community in the future. Moscow exists because of the university. These events might very well be absolutely devastating if there's a mass exodus of students. I'm worried this is just the beginning of a bad, bad future for the University of Idaho. Guess we'll wait and see. At Virginia Tech especially and, and other colleges where this sort of thing has happened, it doesn't affect their uh, their student population. People still show up, especially when they find out, okay, it was it was one person and they got caught. The next year, they don't even think anything about it. They yeah. don't figure, okay, well, I guess Virginia Tech is the place where murderers hang out. That's not the way it works. Uh, this one's not signed again. But it's apparently the same person as before. I was saying their vote does not count because you guys and everybody else said the race is over. So all the votes that still have not been counted are for nothing. You can't tell me those votes will count for anybody. Yes, we can. Uh, those votes all still count because they will be uh, counted and they will determine who wins all those races. We just think that if there are 10 more congressional races that haven't been decided, at least one of them is going to go to a Republican. Right. And that's been said by others as well. And so the uh, Republicans now will con- control the House. There are other reasons to vote besides just winning or, you know, being the one in charge of everything. You can, like, like if, a, if a guy wins student body president of, of a you know, fairly small high school and he gets 36 votes for and three votes against, Believe me, he's going to think about what three people voted against me. <laughs> well, and like I why said, why don't they like me? You know, for those districts, you know, that still are counting their votes, it's definitely going to count for those districts, and it's definitely going to count for the person who eventually wins. Um, you know, and will be a congressman in the next election. So those votes, yeah, they you, you don't just stop counting because you know you have the House flipped and the Senate hasn't. Um, you're still going to have the runoff for Senate, even though. Um, it's not necessarily going to matter, and why it vo- why those votes matter. We told you a little bit earlier this morning mm-hmm. because if it's still tied fifty fifty, it's controlled by the uh, Democrats. However, House committees will then be split evenly. Where if it's fifty one fifty, they won't be split evenly. Oops, so matter for a lot of reasons. Yeah, it does. Uh, Dylan, let's hold on to that. We're oh, going to okay. take a break. We're already we'll running talk about late. Dylan as soon as we get back. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon Wireless one eight hundred five two nine five two six four. Those are all phone numbers that you can use if you would like to call in this morning and be a part of the show. You can also email us. You can send us a text message. I was about to uh, read Dylan's message. Uh, Dylan says, just my thoughts. I believe Trump is purposely running as a shield for DeSantis. Trump is going to go full court press on the presidential election up to the end with a strategic switch to DeSantis. DeSantis will be president in 2024. Wait, 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 wait. Wait. I could believe this if Trump had ever done something, you know, this magnanimous before <laughs> and quite frankly DeSantis simply for the benefit just of other for the, people yeah okay, benefit yeah, uh, right. you just to benefit um, DeSantis however calling 
DeSantis, DeSanctimonious probably uh, go, flies in the face of, of your thoughts there. Now, I'm not saying well, that DeSantis uh, uh, Dylan, won't be... Uh, Dylan, I would probably tell you that just to throw you off. <laughs> I'm not saying DeSantis won't be the GOP... Nominee. Nominee, because we don't know that, although it's really close. We're only 740 days away from the next election. Um, I, like I said, I am going to be shocked, amazed, aghast, agog, and thunderstruck and with wonderment if DeSantis announces before next November. I'll, I'll just be shocked if that happens. I don't think he's going to announce um, anytime within the next year. Just because he was just elected, he's got to you know prove that, hey, I wasn't just using the governorship as a stepping stone. He might not even run for the election. We don't know that. Now, granted, there are a lot of people that want to see, them, uh, see him run, but I mean... It, we're so far off from the next uh, election. And there are so many other candidates. You're going to have a lot of people that are going to be jumping into this race. We talked one about one this morning. I mean, Mike Pence writing a book, appearing this morning on Fox Business News. I don't think that he's out and about talking a lot right now just for his health and to sell books. But, you know, I could be wrong there. Maybe he is doing it just to sell his book that just came out. Out there throwing that charisma around. <laughs> no, I don't think he's out. Is throwing his charisma around? Uh, I think I really will be surprised if he doesn't somebody, announce that he'll be running. Somebody for wrote in the other day, and they said uh, uh, CNN is doing a, a what is it? A, a special on uh, on uh, Mike Pence. They said. What was was dry toast not available? Uh, another uh, email in Mike at KBY dot com writes: I think President Trump is showing America how a president should act. I think he has a few smoking guns up his sleeve, and he is letting all the corruption fester until he can get in there and expose them for the scum that they are. Rather, he wins or not. Whether I think is what you meant here. Instead of rather, whether he wins or not, he is exposing the corruption more so than anybody in history, and I thank him for that. Exposing it or just claiming it's happening? Depends on who you talk to, I guess. Uh, Um, This one's not signed. It says, I have heard more about knife attacks in the past year than 10 years before. The numbers have not changed. The reporting has changed. That's the person who had written in earlier. uh, Terry in Boise, good morning. You're on News Talk KBOI. Hi there. I voted twice for Trump following, just simply following, the Reagan rule of voting for the conservative. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Let Let me go back first. Um, because people are going to hear what you said. You voted for twice, twice for Trump in two different elections, correct? Correct. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Boy, no kidding. Yeah. Well, well in this day and age, people are going to jump Democrat. to the conclusion. Well, I did not follow the Democrat rule of vote, no, vote and vote often. No, I did not. I followed, I followed the Reagan rule of vote for the conservatives most likely to win. But I, that has a chance of winning, let's put it that way. But I, I don't want him to run now, and here's why. I like what he did. But how he acted, especially on January 6th, was awful. Here's the thing. Even if, you, even if you think that January 6th was mostly not too horrible because, I mean, they did, some of the D.C. police did open the doors for some of those people and stuff like that at, in the Capitol. Um, there are some things that were awful, and then we, um, but he didn't say anything for hours and hours. And then when he finally, finally did... He was horrible about um, Pence, who was very loyal to him until then, and horrible to AOG Barr. It's time to move on, and we need so many. We have such a great group of people who could be running. However, if they all run, 
then he'll he has the most support and he'll win the primary and he'll lose the national. So I just mm. I just feel sick. All right, thank you, Terry. Appreciate your thoughts this morning. Thank you, Neil in Eagle. Good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Yeah, so I wanted to comment on the DeSantis potential run. So I, you know, if you think strategically, you don't want that to happen, folks. So if you if DeSantis uh, announces a run, you're going to divide the Republican votes, the conservative vote, and we will for sure lose in 2024. What you want is DeSantis to get more experience and have him run in 2028, which is likely when Newsom is going to run, and he needs to get prepared for that. And one other thing, too, this whole stuff about, you know, Trump, I mean, folks, come on. Yes, he can be abrasive. I mean, you just have to look at his upbringing. But at the end of the day, uh, January 6th, really not an insurrection. And two, on top of that, um, what what did he really do to people other than just make everything better? I mean, you may not like his tone, but you vote for what people do when they get into office. You have two people in office today who are criminals. Hey, don't take my word for it. Look at uh, Peter Schweitzer's book, uh, Profiles in Corruption. I mean, you've got a president, quid pro quo, on TV. You've got um, pay to play. You've got his son using taxpayer dollars to fund real estate projects in other countries. I mean, I don't understand what people are doing and talking about. If you're just upset on the way that somebody presents himself, I get it. I get it. But to vote against the platform or for what we've got going on now, look at the country. You know there are those who would argue with you that he didn't make things better. Well, I'd like to have someone give me an example. What would it be? I didn't say I was going to argue with you. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, look. No, but he he does have a good point. I mean, you have Trump supporters and you have Trump detractors. You know, and, that's, the point. that's my point. My point is detracting for what? Because of the propaganda and the way the news media has positioned Trump over the last four years, the clips that they show, no one ever dives into anything. I'll give an example. So people, I, you had a caller not long ago that talked about um, bankruptcy. Everybody understands, too, that bankruptcy is a tool used to help get a company healthy that's struggling and you have to go into each business case to determine now if trump had a business that he started himself from ground zero and it went broke because of things other than market conditions then that's something you could go like okay well there's probably some bad decisions there but that's not the lion's share of those cases well okay? and that's, that's, way- that's kind of why i said when we talked about that person too it I think he claimed what was he had six, seven different businesses that he said he claimed went bankrupt. And I said, I said, well, is that necessarily a fa- a failure? Um, because he had six companies that went bankrupt and he, here he is still around. And a lot of those companies are, are still around. So is that a failure or is that a success? It depends on which way you yeah. look at it. Thank it you for the call. Which we- yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate it. Uh, somebody who is calling themselves U of I rumor or just entitled it that says, uh, I read one of the girls had a stalker reported to the police multiple times. I hope this isn't true because IMO, in my opinion, 
This puts the MPD, Moscow Police Department, at fault. I hadn't heard that. And that's what's wrong with, um, you know, rumors. I mean, if you go back just the beginning of this week, and, and there were a lot of them we didn't talk about, we didn't read because they're just rumors. And now looking back um, with things that have come out mm. from the Boise police is just stupid. I mean, and I'm glad we didn't read, um, you know, the rumors. And we talked a little bit about them this morning. There were rumors, and we heard from multiple people saying, why are you guys not talking about these four people were shot? Well, because they weren't. the police didn't say it, and there's no media reports yeah. of it happening. And now we find out if we had mentioned that, that say, hey, we're hearing it was 100% not true. DNE says racism is an accusation primarily used by leftists to silence their political enemies. The meaning of racism is constantly shifting and changing because that's the point. It is constantly redefined on a whim and, as with all leftist nonsense, is based on double standards. Look at the trial of Daryl Brooks, the Waukesha Christmas Parade killer. He openly posted on social media that he hated white people and almost everyone he hit with his car was white, but no one will call him racist because it doesn't fit the framing of how the left uses the word. By any reasonable definition, Daryl Brooks held racial hatred in his heart against white people, but the left is basically just pretending he doesn't exist. Many thousands of other hateful crimes like this are committed every year, but because of the color of the perpetrators and the color of the victims, no one will call it racism. This word is so stupid and so politically loaded that to even so much as use it is a mistake because it buys in the leftist frame of the world they use it to advance false narratives like the claim that black people are unfairly persecuted by police and to deny true events like the massive amount of interracial crime committed against non-black groups by black perpetrators. All of it is hand-waved away by the claim of racism. I have a feeling you won't read this one. I think you, you might have been wrong about that last sentence. Yeah, I'm going to vote with you on that. Actually, you might have been wrong about several I, of them. I don't, I don't agree with a lot of what you said, um, because I do remember when that story came out, he was accused of being a racist. 208-336-3700. By the way, most of the time when I don't read somebody's uh, email, it's generally because I had too many of them to read and ran out of time. Uh, it's not some evil plot to, you know, ruin stupid, stupid people's day. 208-336-3700, pound 6 out on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. we got one more segment on the way. If you want to get through, here's your final chance. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 951, email Mike at KBOI.com, writes, It is laughable hearing you say President Trump is not open to doing something for somebody else. He's doing all this for America, not himself, so you could not be more wrong. Um, I will say, um, apparently you missed the context of my comment. What I said was, he is not running for president to help DeSantis become the next president. That's just stupid. So that's the part that you missed. I said, he is, the person wrote in and said the reason that this is happening is because Trump is trying to help DeSantis become the next president. That, that I don't believe that in any way, shape, or form that he is not trying to help DeSantis. If he would, he wouldn't be calling DeSantis names. Yeah, he's a tireless public servant. <laughs> uh, Terry has written in and says, Fez says charisma. I, that's when I mentioned the word charisma. He's mentioning uh, Fez was a character on that 70s show that uh, he didn't uh, speak English. Uh, 
uh, elegantly. Uh, Tom Emmett, good morning. You're on News Talk KBY. Good morning, guys. Hey, I heard the term bankruptcy brought up about it being a a, a business practice. I believe that, you know, an individual family or something that has a medical issue, bankruptcy might be a godsend. A big business that does this as as a mode of business is legalized robbery, basically. It's basically... A lot of people with more money being able to go and take take from small contractors. How small contractors can find Trump even even stomachable about how many people he cheated out of money over the years as a businessman? I just can't believe it. But I guess they turn around and say, "Well, you know, you got enough money, you can get away with this BS." I I, I guess that you know, good for them, but I. Uh, I agree with you 100%. He's not doing it for anybody else's glory. It's only for his glory, despite everything he says. Well, I mean, two, two, thank you for the phone call. Two things can be right. He can be doing this for both, um, you know, for his, his own edification or he and also for America. I mean, both of those things can be true. I'm just very unhappy. I have to buy a new hat People. now. <laughs> Magaka. Make, People, what was uh, it again? Make America... Oh, great uh, Magaga. And, yeah. Make America, Make America great. glorious and great glorious again. Glorious and great again. Magaga. I guess um, I have to pay $12 for my new hat. Fudge uh, wrote in, I have noticed that DeSantis gives a great prepared speech, but when mingling with a crowd, he is out of touch, often walking away without answering questions, like in a huff. That sucks. Okay, so Fudge not probably voting for DeSantis. Uh, gas prices, 250s. This is from Terry. Uh, border secure, Russia, China, Iran in check, energy to independent, economy solid, fighting liberals toe to toe. Ego, yes, my wallet in great shape before Biden vote Trump DeSantis in 2024. Man, I just don't see Trump and DeSantis being on the same ticket. I could be wrong because I yeah. never would have thought that after, uh, what's your name called Biden a racist that those two would ever be Kamala Harris and Biden would be on the same ticket, but who knows? Uh, let's see, this one says, it's not signed, it says, maybe you can't get to all the IMs, but you do pick and choose which ones you will read, and you know this is true. You will read a frivolous IM and purposely not read one that is far more important for people to hear. I don't know what compels you guys to lie about certain things. You always say you're not influenced by anybody. You know, I know who you are because of your writing style, and I have written, I have read thousands of your emails on the air over the past few years. And I will And say, I've also skipped a lot of them because they were idiot. And I will say the same thing to you I said to the gentleman earlier. I don't come down to McDonald's and slop the Big Mac out of your mouth um, and criticize your work. No reason for it to do it with us. We do it to the best of our ability and thank you to everybody who listens and partakes in the show every day. We're on a 20-hour break. We'll be back and we'll do it all again tomorrow.